Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're going to get into part two, as promised, of warnings. And I'm going to take some time here and uh, just practically give you things that I see. You know, I've been uh, serving the Lord for over 30 years, which is crazy. I was born again at two. We dedicated my life at four after a long life of thugging, clubbing, and drugging. And uh, happy to be serving the Lord uh, on the other side of those things. Just having fun with you. But uh, things that I've seen being around ministry and being um, uh, around, you know, obviously the church for a long time, but where people, people that I've been close to who have, who have uh, lost years and sometimes even people who haven't returned back to the things of God because of some of these areas where they should have guarded their heart and their life. So this is all a precaution, but let us not, um, uh, let us not lose sight of the fact that in our lives, in our lives, our number one goal and our number one aim is to please the Lord. Always keep that at the forefront of our heart, at the forefront of your heart, Lord. I, that should be the strong, strongest desire of your life. You know, prayer becomes so important to us because prayer really can you can really direct your heart by how you pray. If you, if you if if when I say that, man, the the greatest desire of your heart should be, Lord, I just want my life to please you. If you're honest and you say, you know, that's not really the greatest desire of my heart. I have, you know, I want to make more money and I want to, you know, you can lose sight of the fact that our goal and our aim in this life is to, is to obedient, is to be obedient and to obey God and, and, and do it with a heart that's full of love, that looks forward to pleasing the Lord, not a heart that has to be coerced into doing it. And so if you can be honest, and there's a time where we have to judge ourselves and say, man, my motives, my motivations are wrong. Things have shifted. Hey, I had a long, you know. Uh, a long break and I've got, fallen into laziness. I think a lot of people found that when this whole COVID thing happened is that they were just home and they had time and everyone had the best intentions of like, I'm going to read the Bible in in three weeks, you know, while I'm home and I'm going to, you know, read these these books that, by Kenneth Hagin that I haven't mean to catch up on. And then they found themselves playing video games or doing whatever. And they found themselves leaving that time that should have given them time to study and do other things and read and do productive things. And they found it found themselves leaving that time spiritually in like a slump, right? And um, and so if you can judge yourself and say, you know what, I'm not really in the place that I should be uh, with the Lord. I'm not really feeling motivated like I should. It's up to you to change that. So what do you do? In that case, immerse yourself in the Word of God. You take three hours and just read the Bible for three hours and you pray in tongues for two hours and you do that and you'll find that's a, that'll be a kickstart. Don't just wait and go along in the humdrum, oh, got to do this, got to do that. Don't do that. No, take control. You have to tell your mind what to think. You you control it by the Spirit of God. So that's why that, that podcast yesterday, Never Down, is so important because you choose to stay up. But if you, if you say, if I'm being honest, that's not the greatest desire of my life to please the Lord, then you can, con- you can change that. You tell yourself what to feel. You tell your heart what to desire. That's why it's important to always keep a watch over what you do and keep a watch over your actions because there's things that you'll have to constantly be removing from your life, things that maybe aren't sin but just take the place, right? Things that the weights that easily beset us, things that may be good things and, but can become too much. And so you constantly, you, you constantly judge yourself on your lifestyle. 
You know, am I doing it? Is is that really the desire of my heart to please the Lord? Is that what I'm aiming for today, going into this day? Is that what I'm aiming for, is to please the Lord? Or am I just, or, or, or am I unconcerned and I'm just, you know, people even have this mindset of like, oh, I've, I've given so much time to church and the things of God, or I'm in Bible school now, and so I just need time to relax. No, you, the Bible doesn't say give yourself to relaxing, but it does say give yourself to prayer. It does say give yourself to the Word of God. People go to the world for what they should get from God. That's why people, that's why you find Christians drinking alcohol. You know, I just do it to relax. The problem with that is the Bible doesn't say do it to relax. The Bible says that you should cast your cares on the Lord, not cast your cares on that bottle of alcohol. So that's one of the issues is you're going to the arm of the flesh for what you should be going to God for. If if life is stressful, you shouldn't go to Xanax or Prozac or whatever. If there's stress and anxiety, you learn how to deal with it with the Lord. You learn how to appropriate the scriptures. Lord, you said to me, be anxious for nothing. So it's just as if you were in the room right now. I'm going to organize my life. I'm going to organize my life that I'm, that I'm not going to worry and sweat and, and be nervous about anything. I'm choosing to use your word as the way that I cast my cares. And that's where, that's where your faith is really tested. Is, am I able to come up against a circumstance and take the word of God? And I want to tell you that if you stick with it and you don't quit, that you'll see that. You'll see that breakthrough. You'll come into a place of not being stressed out. Learn to do that. People go to, oh, you know, I just need to take a couple days off. No, you, you really need to press into the Word. You know, if I just had a long weekend to, like, relax and just have fun. You know, it's good to incorporate fun. This isn't even really my message today. I'm just rambling here, but I believe it's important rambling. Um, if you... If you it, you know, it's good. There's healthy things you can do. Exercise is actually good for you. It's good. It releases endorphins. There's things you can do. So playing basketball, go do something that gets the sweat out. It's good for you. Healthy. But the Word of God should be the way that you deal with life's problems. The Bible. What did the Lord say about that? Hey, the Lord is on my side. What shall man do unto me? Lord, you said you don't. Pro- there's not a single time that a temptation comes that you don't provide a way of escape. Lord, I, you know, the Bible says in, I think it's 2 Chronicles, that the king, I think it was Hezekiah, spoke, and it says, and the people rested themselves on the word that Hezekiah spoke. They went out to battle, and they were outnumbered, and Hezekiah spoke and said, the Lord's with us. And it said, the people rested themselves on the word that Hezekiah spoke. That's awesome. Man, I rest myself on the word of God. Today, I'm resting on the fact that the Lord is my strong tower and my help that I'm perfectly protected because he gives his angels charge over me, that he's taken sickness and disease out of my midst, that Jesus bore my sickness and carried my infirmities. So I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't. He tells me not to worry about anything. I'm a full effort person. I'm going to do what he's called me to do. I rest myself on the word, on myself on the word that, that I'm rich and getting richer because the word said the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. So I don't carry financial pressure, financial worries about the future. Because he said, give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. And so I rest myself on the word of God. I don't rest myself on anything else. Amen. All right, to these warnings before we run out of time here. So warning number one. Warning number one is false teachers are out there. And we ended with that on, on warnings part part one. But false teachers are out there. That really is to say, 
be careful when you find yourself looking for, for doctrines and teachers that make you comfortable. Now, there is, there is the life, you know, the, the scriptures give us comfort. But people can find themselves looking for doctrines to match their lifestyle. Oh, what I'm doing is okay because this person said that. And that's what you have to be careful. There, the, the, the message of the cross is also the message of take up your cross and follow me. Paul said, I die daily. So this life that we live, we're constantly crucifying the flesh. So if you found a doctrine or found preaching that allows your flesh to do whatever it wants, you know, it's okay because there's enough grace. God has pre-forgiven you all your sins. All these doctrines of devils, things that distract from the gospel. You want to know some other doctrines of devils? Flat earth. You know, I, I honestly, I don't care if the earth is a circle, if it's flat, if it's a square, or if it's an octagon. It doesn't matter to me. Jesus died on the cross for everyone on this earth, whether it's round, flat, whatever. It takes away from the gospel. People have taken this and, and run off into the extremes where it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. The message of the cross, if it was that important, Jesus would have said, uh, you know, the, John 3.16, for God so loved the, the flat earth that he gave his only begotten son. If it was really that important, he would have been that specific about it. But it's not. There's things that distract from the truth. So be careful what you listen to. Stick with the gospel. Repentance, faith, the blood of Jesus, forgiveness, healing, miracles, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You stick with the basics of the New Testament. So be careful what you listen to. Be careful who you follow after. Number two, warning against sexual sin. Deal with sexual sin now. First of all, bring it to the light. If you're dealing in sexual sin, lust, pornography, sexual sin, bring it to the light. Expose it. Don't try to fight it yourself. The power's in the secrecy. Expose it. Bring it to the light. Be accountable to somebody. Flee from sexual sin. Number three, Keep your first love. This is what Jesus, in the letters to the churches, said, I'd rather you be, lukewarm, uh, be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. He said, you've left your first love. Keep in mind that we're not, we are here and there's things that we do for God. But you keep your, you do them out of love for God. The most important thing in my life is to please him. Why? Because I love him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Number four, guard your heart with uh, against offenses. You know, the thing that I see that takes people out um, more than anything else is hurt and offense. And so be careful and prepare your heart for that. Someone's going to offend you. Someone's going to hurt you. And it probably will be the person you least expect it to. And that's why it comes as such a shock and such a harm. But you have to be prepared that if, if, if I offended you, if Pastor Rodney offended you, if, if your spiritual leader offended you and really did something that, that really hurt you, that you could say, Lord, I'm going to forgive them, I'm going to move on, and, and I'm going to keep serving the Lord. People, people have left church and never come back, not just left a church, but never come back to a church, dedicated, you know, serving the Lord, volunteering, and then someone said something about them, oh, they have, you know, they stink. You know, I just don't like their attitude, whatever, and then take offense and never come back to church and live in a place of a victim mentality and lose out with what God has for them. Offense is part of the cross. Guard your heart. 
be quick to forgive. Number five, warning against compromise. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. The, spoil the vine. Disallow compromise. If you have to make excuses for what you're doing, if you have to sell yourself on it, you should probably avoid it. No, you should definitely avoid it. Don't take sin lightly. People, this is what happens. People sin and then they know that they shouldn't experience condemnation because there's therefore now no condemnation. And so they just treat it lightly. Oh, you know, I, I've been doing this, but I've been asking the Lord to forgive me and I know he forgives me. You can't have that attitude. The Bible says in, Revel in Romans 12, abhor that which is evil. The Bible says, hate even the garment that's spotted by the flesh. You have to have a hatred for sin. Begin to pray along those lines. Lord, put a hatred for what you hate. Lord, I want to hate what you hate and love what you love. Lord, may, may my heart be clean and pure. May I live a, a holy life before you. And, and, and viciously eradicate compromise from your life. It hardens your heart towards the gospel, towards the things of God. Don't have a light regard for sin. Oh, that's not a big deal. No. You know what happens when you do that? Your repentance is insincere. No, hate, Lord, I hate it. I want to have nothing to do with it. Give me the grace to overcome it. God warns you because he loves you. So be careful. Be careful. Put a guard around your life. You know, there's coming a time where we won't have to talk about these things because we'll be in heaven. We'll be on the new earth. But for now, in this short time that we have on this earth, you guard your heart. You, 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 you take a close watch on your ways. And you, by the Holy Ghost, judge yourself. Am I on fire for the Lord? Am I running hard after the things of God? Some people need a re-kickstart to their engine. Lord, help me. You may need to set aside a day to pray and fast. And pray, pray, pray. And stir yourself up and get yourself back in the right place and spend time in the Word. God loves you. I love you. It's going to be a great rest of the year and a glorious life in Jesus' name. God bless you.